the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And uh, we need to we see every need, the need for the aforementioned freedom-loving, America-loving Americans to uh, get together if we're going to save our country. Uh, speaking of freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, I'm pleased to be joined this week again by uh, Kenny White, a.k.a. the South Side Unicorn. And uh, if, if you recall, last time he was on the show, um, told an amazing story. And I've known Kenny for I don't know how many years. And it was the first time that I had heard this story of when he stood up to the gang on the south side of Chicago who wanted to force him to join the gang to the point of not only being beaten up, but it was the choice was being shot or joining the gang. Kenny's choice was to uh, be shot. And uh, fortunately for the rest of us in the country that uh, – the gang leader uh, spared his life, and I was I was just amazed at the courage you had as a fifteen year old boy. Um, welcome to the welcome to the show, Kenny. Hey, thank you for having me, Greg. Yeah, you know, um, they say that sometimes you can you can find out who you are, you know, based on what what life deals you, the cards that you dealt. Some of us on the inner city or the south side of Chicago. We dealt some pretty funky cards. But if you play those cards really hard, if you play the deck that you have, the hand that you have, you can you can make it do something. And that's that's where, where it came from, Greg, is I refuse to say I have a lousy deck. When you join a gang or you sell drugs to another human being, you're saying that you have a lousy deck of cards and so it's okay to cheat. Sure, and it's um but it's ultimately a self a self defeating course of action. So, and I would you can see all they have to do is open their eyes. What what does the future hold for being in the gang? It's it's, gonna, it's almost certainly you're going to end up dead or in prison. Exactly. I have a good friend of mine. He's the uh, president and founder of uh, Young Visionaries. His name is Terrence Stone. He actually put a, uh, a a video clip on his uh, Facebook the other day. He said, it's much, much better to be a nerd than a gang member. And this is from a man who actually was incarcerated, uh, who was a gang member, but he, you know, uh, resurrected his life and is now uh, a very strong pillar in the community helping young people. And he he's one of the first people to say, it's better to be a nerd than a gang member. And I'm like, you know what? Thank you, Terrence, for having the courage to say that with his background. Sure. Um, I guess that's maybe it's a little bit hard for me on the on I mean, the outside. I've never been in a situation like that. I've, I've never had a life and death situation like you had. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I would never join a gang. But when they're beating the you-know-what out of you and threatening to shoot you, that's a whole nother that that's a whole nother level of you know when when as I say the rubber meets the road um, yeah, and courage. You know what, Greg, it, it could be, but let me let me add this real quick. That was one one moment in my life. Another moment in my life, briefly, I decided I decided to play hooky from school. I was going to leave school early, so I walked out the side door. As I walked out the side door, I accidentally bumped into this guy. I said, "Oh, excuse me, man. Sorry, my bad." He was like, "Yeah, it is, man." He pulled out a, a pistol and promptly stole my watch, my uh, money. And, uh, you know, he didn't shoot me. He's like, man, get on up out of here. 
but I got robbed just walking out the door. I, I'm not going to go on and on because I actually could. When when that's your life, Greg, you, you reach a point uh, where you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's that's part of what made me say to, you know, the gang members, hey, I would rather be dead than to be one of you. Well, um, you, have my, you have my admiration because I think the percentage of people that would make your decision and that it would do what you did in that situation is well less than uh, than one percent, maybe even less than a tenth of a percent. Thank you, Greg. You, you have my, you, 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 you really have my, my admiration for um, what you did when uh, it really mattered. Courage is when it's easy to be courage. Be, you know, the uh, the actress who denounces Donald Trump in front of a room of adoring celebrities is called brave. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> there's absolutely no courage involved in that. Courage is when is when you do the right thing. And you face real risks in doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's coming out of orders. It's not the order, actually. You know what? We it's, it's sometimes interesting on the show is we'll start the segment and we're going to do we're going to talk about this first, and then the conversation goes off in a uh, in a in a different direction. But you know, another example, and it's, it's been prominent in the news. And kind of a little larger uh, emblem of things is there was a recent incident in the New York subway where this um, homeless drug addict criminal who with a long, long rap sheet, outstanding warrants, was going around the subway train, harassing, terrorizing and threatening people. And uh, the name is Daniel Perry, former Marine wrestled him to the ground, put him in a chokehold. Other men stepped in and tried and restrained the guy. And the man, the guy named Jordan Neely died. And as you see now, not only if you get involved with somebody and you stand up to defend other people, first of all, the person may have a weapon, they may have a knife, they may have a gun, so you're at physical risk. But now you see that here's the legal risk. He's being prosecuted for manslaughter and felony can go, could go to prison for that. Uh, well, at the same time, the, um, the lefties in New York are beatifying Jordan Neely, who among his, who among his other cr- many crimes well, had an outstanding warrant for punching a 67 year old woman in the face and breaking her face bones. And, you know, so. There, you know, you know, takes care. You know what? You know what would what would I do if I was on a subway and I would? You know, the best well, way to the best way to avoid problems don't go on the subway. But okay, if I was there, well, yeah. But you know, here here's what I say to that one, Greg. Woe unto those who would call evil good and good evil. That's literally what we're seeing happen in our judiciary. Sadly, they're 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 transforming into. Something out of uh, George Orwell's Fahrenheit 451, where the firemen actually came to burn the books. The government is doing exactly the opposite of what they're supposed to do. Now, I'm speaking on two different sides of my mouth right now. One side, and, and that's, you know, I guess that's the uniqueness of the Southside Unicorn in my life experiences. But one side of me is with the, the victim, or should I say the person who died. In our in our community, if you had infirmities or you were mentally ill or you were ailing, the families kept you. You 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 were in the home. You were inside the house. You were your family's responsibility, and nobody in the community had to deal with you. I mean, I'm talking from real life experience. We we had a family member that wasn't mentally firm, and his mother, my aunt, took care of him until he passed away. But he didn't go running around the streets and, you know, terrorizing people. Back there was a time a family would not allow, you know, an, uh, an ill family member to harm the community. So that's one. Number two, I'm a United States Air Force veteran, law enforcement specialist myself. And I, I had a brush with Marine Corps training because in my law enforcement training, we integrated in with the Marines. I have two sons that were Marines. We sent two. Got one back. 
but they were both Marines. The United States Air Force of Correction, I'm not saying Air Force Marine because that's what I am, but the, the United States Marines, they are trained in a certain way, which is when there is a threat, when there is something that is going to possibly cause harm to them or others, their job is to neutralize that threat. And unfortunately, as we saw here in the city of Riverside, I think it was on the news last week, a man was walking down the street and a, and a mentally infirm person chopped his hand off, chopped his hand off. Why is it the responsibility of the Marine to allow this man to position himself to grab a hold of some object? Who knows what he really had in his pockets? And I don't have time to figure out what's in his pocket. And quite frankly, I don't care what's in his pocket. Once he becomes a threat, you have to control him until that threat is neutralized. The end. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with that incident. Uh, so who, who chopped off? Who, did the homeless guy chop it, off it, the other guy or vice versa? Yes. There was a, there was a gentleman in Riverside uh, City. It's, it, it's, it, was, it was common news last week. He was just walking down the street and this mentally ill person had a sword and he chopped his hand off, Greg. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, this is the new world that we're living in. And, and, and what, whatever this political agenda is to call evil good and good evil, we, the American citizens, have to put an end to this bizarro, topsy-turvy judiciary. Why in the world is this man on trial for his life? Why is he being charged with a crime? Back in, and I'm, and I'm sorry, but I guess you can call it the wild, wild west. Back in the wild, wild west days, if you had three or four more people, who told the sheriff, well, sheriff, he was asking for it and he, he, he got it. They would let you go. You would, you were done, you know, so long as there were enough people that said, this guy started it, this guy finished it. Why is this man on trial? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a massive failure of Democrat party governance all the way around is this guy, if this guy was in jail or in a mental hospital, He'd be alive, and people like the the sixty seven year old woman that he punched in the face wouldn't have wouldn't have, have have had to go through that, and Daniel Perry would have uh, would would not be facing charges, and he just would have gone about he'd be going about his life as it was before. Exactly, and that's that's the part that that has me vexed because I look up and there's this caricature. I call him a caricature, uh, Al Sharpton. How long did Al Sharpton know this young man? Did Al Sharpton ever go to their house to eat dinner? Did he ever buy him anything for Christmas when he was a kid? Al Sharpton doesn't know this man. No. Why do they continue to let these race hustling summer guns show up and, and pontificate over, over these corpses? It just, you know, I'll, I'll be quite honest. I wish that the people who knew this young man were the ones that eulogized him. Maybe we would have been able to understand more about him. But when you look up in Al Sharpton and standing out in front of the Hertz, I'm done. I, I just, I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. Well, it's really, it's, uh, we're only getting a past time for a break here, but there's a larger war on your right to defend yourself. And that, particularly depending on, you, on your jurisdiction, that if you intervene, you know, either to defend yourself or to defend others, you're likely to be the one that is facing prosecution and we're not going to delve into too much in the facts but there was it was in it was in tennessee in the county where memphis is which is democrat controlled and uh guy hears something outside or hears on his ring camera sees something outside goes outside and there are uh criminals trying to steal break into his his truck and they the criminals open fire on him he returns fire uh for no, no one is hit in the in the in the in this gun battle, uh, the criminals run scant, run away, uh, and the police now arrest him. And the man who defended his himself and his home is now facing charges for a, a felony for reckless use of a firearm. Wow! And that's and that's and that's and that's just one, and that's just one example. So you so then when you see, like it was last year that a woman was raped on the subway in Philadelphia, and no one intervened. 
Well, I mean, that's that's the intended effect. Now, back to the back to the gentleman with the firearm and the people uh, trying to steal or vandalize his car. I kind of have to lean with that one, Greg, because he didn't have to engage them. He could have called 911 and they shot first. Say that again. They shot first. He goes out. They fought. They they started shooting at him, and then he de- and then he defended himself. Well, right. And watch this. In 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 the climate that we're in, I would suggest that if you can safely get away from the gunfire, do it. I, I have a CCW, and I, if I God forbid I ever have to use it, if there comes a day I have to use it, you have to leave it where even the simplest mind can look at that situation and go. Oh, you had to do that. You had to do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now you you've been trained. You've been in gun battles. If you're in a situation where all of a sudden your people are shooting at you, you don't have time to. Okay. Now, what should I do about this? It's you're gonna you're you're not gonna think you're gonna react. But right. I, I totally agree with that. But I, I'm simply saying, you know, going forward, the way this new world is is going. If you do have to defend yourself, make sure that even these woke some of my guns can see it the same way. That's yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. If you can if you if you can avoid the fight, avoid it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Good. What wise advice. Uh, we are now way past time to hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of United America Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution, do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. And that is What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. And normally I pay about as much attention to pop culture as I do to sports, which is little and none. But there's <laughs> sometimes there's and it's not just singing ability or acting ability it, it, to, to really be, you know, to, to have that kind of prominent position to be a movie star or a rock star. It's also that personality. And at least for me, I don't know about you, Kenny, uh, Tina Turner always had that. And, oh, yeah. you, know, I've, you know, I've never been a big fan of pop music, but her music and the, the song we were playing, What's Love Got to Do With It, it's just a great song. You, you can't help but sing along with it when, when you hear it. And she passed this week, which, you know, at, at 83, and I understand she'd had a long illness. Um, yeah, had, you know, had an interesting life. Or you know, she 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 got out of an abusive marriage uh, with um, some guy named what's what was his name that you ne- we've never heard of since then. His name she was goes Mike on. Turner. She goes on to be the big star. She was in movies. She was in that Mad- Thunderdome Mad Max movie with Mel Gibson in the nineteen nineties. You know, I liked her, and mm-hmm. and not because it has any great political significance, but I think it's worthwhile to know. I wanted to, I wanted to note her passing. Yes. You know, I, I, Tina Turner is a, is a, uh, uh, she's on my heart. And, and here's why as a child, because she evolved, let's, let's put that in there real quick. She evolved. She reinvented herself. She is one of those African-Americans who live their life as a person more so than a color. Um, 
as a child, I, I remember her from Nutbush City Limits. That was my mother's name. Uh, remembrance of Tina Turner uh, when she was with Ike, you know, Ike Turner. But then in the 1980s, I'm in the United States Air Force. I'm in the Republic of the Philippines. And, you know, they have these uh, bars outside the village where these young girls would, you know, dance with guys for dollars. And ironically, Tina Turner made a song called I'm Your Private Dancer. And the song Private Dancer is about, you know, women who have to be in the, in the sex trade. And I, I just thought it was very prolific, very ironic that she would do that. But real quick, as we said in the earlier part of the show, I said I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's what made me stand up to the gangs, right? That's the same fire that was in Tina Turner's belly because when Ike beat her one time too many, he put his hands on her. She was in a very abusive relationship. When Ike put his hands on her one time too many, something lit up in Tina Turner, and she said, is that the best you got? And she freed herself from him because she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. You just you said something that, that is like, like the kind of resonant. She lived her life as a person, not as a black Color. person. Or something that was it was worse to that effect. She was very she was very uh, staunch about that. Perhaps that's why in some arenas she wasn't as as vaunted as she should have been, because. One, if, if people know this, she lived her life in Switzerland. She was she uh, lived in Switzerland at this point, and uh, she lived she lived her life as a as a person, not as a color. And that was one of the things that made me admire her so much. Lesson for all of us, and uh, yeah, I don't know what her background, where she came from, but it, 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 you know, for all the talk that America is this systemically racist country that it just the white people just have the seething hatred and prejudice against black people you know you you look at the success of someone like her and many and many other people in all sorts of walks of life shows that you know the facts are well, contrary well, Barry, to let, that. Me, let me let me get this in there real quick she was married to a gentleman named ike turner he was basically an exploiter because she was a talented young lady, he brought her into his band, he married her, but he also abused her beyond belief. Well, in her transformed life where she evolved into this, this new person, she was actually married to a white man who loved her so much, he gave her one of his kidneys so that she could live longer. Mm. And, and I would say never has a woman been loved so much than she was by her second husband, who ironically was white. The white guy treated her better than the black guy. So it's it's a matter of, again, she lived her life as a person and not as a color. Whereas the aforementioned, as we talked about in the first segment, the uh, the aforementioned uh, race hustler, um, Al Sharpton, bases everything on color because he gets money and power from doing so. You know, I think yep. I think the, the, the other lesson that I think we can we can all draw from is from. Tina's passing, because you note that. People die every day. Lots of people die. I think the normal is seven, or eight, seven, eight, nine thousand Americans die every day from all sorts of causes. Old age, heart attack, auto accidents, what have you. But, you know, she's prominent and she gets news coverage and that's, that's fair enough um, because she was, she was a great star and brought a lot of joy and entertainment to, to people over, over her life. Is that our lives here on earth are going to come to an end sooner or later? And are you sure? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> well, um, don't know. You know, maybe with life extension, you know, you know, maybe you know, Bill, you know, maybe maybe some clone or a mechanical yeah, I'm, I'm go life version of Bill Gates that. will will be around ten thousand years from now. I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> but for most of us, life here on Earth is going to come to an end. And uh, like my fr- our friend, my former co-host Don Dix, passed away a little over a year ago. Is you know you, you you make a difference. Well, you can, because we yeah. never know how long we have. You know, your life could have ended when you were 15 years old, and fortunately, you're still mm-hmm. with us. But you know, you're gonna you're gonna pass on sometime. So am I. And I think it's our obligation to kind of turn it back to kind of politics, is we received this wonderful country, not perfect, but. Of, free, of freedom, of opportunity, of prosperity. I mean, it was just, the, I think, at least what it was, was the greatest country there's ever been. And it's our obligation 
and I see this as myself, it's our obligation to do everything we can to pass on a country that is just as great and free and prosperous as the one we received. Now, that's all the time we have in this segment. Let's hear a little bit more of uh, Tina Turner as we go out. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton, Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And I'm pleased to have a uh, freedom-loving, America-loving American, Kenny White, on the show with me. And we had... I, I had what we think, what I think, is an interesting discussion in our first half, ranging from growing up in the city and crime and the justice system to uh, the passing of uh, the Queen of Rock, Tina Turner. Uh, Huckle Carlson said in his in a speech given the same night that turned out to be the last his last show on Fox News. At least perhaps before down the road when Fox News is, when Tucker Carlson buys Fox News out of bankruptcy and uh, takes it over for himself. We can help. help. But he he said in this, and if you haven't seen it, by the way, it it was a speech to the Heritage Foundation. If you uh, search on the internet for Tucker Carlson Heritage Mm -hmm. speech, uh, it'll come up. And uh, it was about half an hour of speech, speech, but it's well worth every, every minute of that. But one of the things he said, uh, is the country is really going at high speed in the wrong direction in ways that are just unfathomable. And there are so many things you can point to. Uh, you, Kenny mentioned a, that some man would just walk in the last week or so was walking in Riverside and some homeless guy pulls out a blade weapon and chops off his hand. And we see that. Not, it's not just crime. It's not just, well, some guy holds you up and robs you. And I know there was a video, this just it doesn't get much news attention. It's so routine. Woman's walking on the streets of Oakland, two car loads of um, young, quote, men, unquote, and it would really be fair to give them that name, men, jump out of their cars, throw her to the ground, and take her purse. And that's just, and that's just so routine. It's not, it doesn't even make, uh, make the news. But... One of the ways, one of the other ways that I think is just unfathomable is in this past week, of course, with the start of Pride Month. And I don't know what you're, I don't, you know, we'll, maybe we'll talk about how you're planning to celebrate Pride Month. Um, that was, that is just about ready to start here. But at Target, a nationwide retail store, uh, hired a avowed follower of Satan to design a line of children's clothes for Pride Month and women and clothing for Pride Month, I mean, not just for children, but including children, which they're displaying prominently in their stores. Okay. I guess what the, the fate of Bud Light, hiring Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney to try to sell Bud Light, um, didn't, didn't seem to deter them. So their, their stock has fallen from 
$160 a share on May 17th, now down to into the 130s. They've lost uh, billions of dollars of their of their market value from I'm looking at the article here from uh, 74 billion down into uh, about 65 billion dollars. And now I'm finally you finally reading that they're they're, they're they're pulling some of this stuff back that would have been displayed prominently at the store entrance. But you, you just think, five years, ten years, you could just couldn't imagine that a prominent American corporation would hire an avowed state a follower of Satan, yeah, to design well, children's clothing. Well, that, that's it. Remember, we said earlier in the show that woe unto those that call evil good and good evil. Uh, when I when I was a child, I used to, you know, go to church with my mom. Uh, it was it was a Baptist church, and the preacher would preach about how people would hate Christians in the end times, and how if you were a believer, you would you would be subject to being under attack. Now I couldn't believe it. I was like, as a child, I was trying to understand that. So I said to myself, Oh, I don't have to worry about that. That's going to be like in the super future with spaceships and all that. And you know, little did I know it would actually begin to happen in my lifetime. There was Mm -hmm. a time that if you had openly promoted Satan, that would have been the end of you in a lot of ways. (laughs) That would have been the end of you in a lot of ways. Now, I guess, as as some bizarre uber expression of freedom, they want to take the perverse. They want to take the morose and promote it as some claim that freedom is alive and well. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, now, and it's interesting that some of these businesses are willing to do this and lose money on the proposition. I so think it, it, I think it, 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 go ahead. You go ahead. I, I was, I've been thinking about this after that, after that Mulvaney, you know, malarkey, right? The Mulvaney malarkey. After that, you would think that any astute college educated CEO, SEO, uh, COO, whatever their you know alphabets are, you would think they would be intelligent enough to intuit. Maybe I shouldn't do this, but yet, yet we see the Dodgers, we see Target, we see all these major brands doubling down. So, Greg, this is what I thought. I'm, I'm running this by you for your for your take. Could they be doing this as a tax break, knowing that they're going to lose money and that that losing money is actually making them money? Mm, I don't. I don't think so because even if because you're losing money, you you still lost. I, I lost even if I get a tax deduction for it. I've still okay. lost. I've I, still <laughs> lost the money. So if, if, if I, I don't get I it, Greg, I just don't get it. I mean, you know, it's like if you see one kid stick their hand in the fire and they go, "Ooh, it's hot." Why are you going to stick your hand in there just to see that it's hot? This is making no sense to me. Target used to be. We'll put it this way: we used to think of Target as such an upscale brand. We used to call it Target. You know, and now now Target is 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 the top. Well, it, it's been a little time. But there was a few years ago they they went to the uh, I think I, th- I think they were it was, it was like co-ed dressing rooms or uh, they were doing something along these lines. I don't remember the details, but there already was a uh, you know conservatives and Christians shouldn't be shopping at Target and and and, and I don't. Um, I guess one is what are they up to? Um, part of it is, I think the CEOs, the people at the top, when it, you know they're first they're making oodles of millions of dollars every year if you're a top executive of a, of a big corporation, and so they, so personally they're not going to feel the loss. Two, they they move in social circles where if you're doing this kind of stuff, you're hip and cool, and you're. Good guy in your soul. And when you, when you, when you go to a, uh, you know, you pass, you know, oh, yes, we have this line of children's LGBTQ plus plus minus minus divided sign, um, merchandise. <laughs> you know, oh, yes, they're so wonderful. Pass the Brie and Chablis. Yes, isn't it? So there's this kind of social world I think they live in, but there's yeah. also, but the people that are driving this, I mean, it's, it's to, it's to wreck the culture. And Breitbart told us that. Culture is is upstream of politics, and that's certainly true. And what Breitbart didn't say, um, but um, I think it's absolutely true as well, is that religion or lack thereof 
is upstream of culture. Okay, true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, John, uh, John, uh, Sam Adams, not John, uh, Sam Adams. Uh, he said that, and I just kind of came across this, and, and just like you look at you look at what's happening now, and what he was just spot on. And he says that no people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can they be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Amen. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Sounds and, familiar to me. And that's from I'm, 1775. And you go like, whoa. Did he, did, yeah, you said that was in 2023 coming? I mean, that sounds, to me, that sounds like 2023 America. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at our young people. And I'm thinking about George Orwell's uh, book, The Time Machine, and the Eloys and the Morlocks. And I see, and unfortunately, there was a father uh, who, who happened to be white. Uh, they won't mention the name of the, the, the mob that took his life. But, and again, this, this goes back to the story earlier about my own life. That's why it kind of is germane to me. 14-year-old white male was being attacked by a group of other teens, his father in, intervenes to stop them from beating his child, and they end up beating him to death in front of his child. This was uh, a few days ago. I read that. And, yeah, and for a for a, a a country, for a government, for a people to say, "Hey, respect me. These lives matter." But yet your conduct and your behavior is beginning to show that no other lives matter other than the ones you say matter. Now we're into Animal Farm. Now we're into the book Animal Farm. America is being dismantled without firing a shot. Mm -hmm. And it's the Lord of the Flies. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, probably more than which, which, which is a boy, boys end up crashing on this island. So it's just, the, it's just these children, boys on this island, and they descend into uh, Barbary and, 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 and become savages. Pre-civil, the, the, the veneer of civilization falls away very quickly. Mm-hmm. But there's another aspect, I'm going to push the time here just a little bit. There's another aspect of what's happening with Target and Bud Life that's very important. And that is, you know, so many of our people, you know, like, what do we do? We see, you know, our people, we see what's happening with the country and we kind of shake our heads. And, you know, as Tucker said, it's not just it's going in the wrong direction. It's just in ways that are just unfathomable. We've talked about some of them here on, on the show. But you look at what's happened to those, to uh, Anheuser-Busch, which makes Bud Light. And their sales have plummeted. They still have not recovered. They've lost huge amounts of money on that. Target, the same thing. We talked about that. Their, their stock value is down. They've lost huge amounts of money there. So one of the things that we, that freedom-loving, America-loving Americans do can do is we control our wallets and purses. And at least thus far, they can't, they can't make us buy stuff. Not yet. Not yet. At least not yet. Disney's also suffered heavily in its movies, which are for sex grooming and other, its other merchandise, its other business lines. Is this is a far, that our side has not nearly as well developed our economic warfare as has the enemy. They're much better organized, much better disciplined. Don't buy from this company. Boycott that company. And they get much better compliance than we do. So we yeah. really need to under, so if we want to start influencing these things on the cultural side is the, is the businesses need to economically fear us. Exactly. So when some guy says, hey, let's hire the, sa- the Satanist to design our children's clothing line, someone goes, are you out of your effing mind? You know what the customers are going to do to us if we do that? Exactly. And, and, and you know, really, they say we war in the spirit and not in the flesh. But yet this war is has the supernatural has intruded onto the natural. So some of the very spiritual, moral and cultural issues 
they're here and we have to deal with them in the day-to-day life that we live. So I, I, I extrapolate from Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. When Lot was, was moved out of, of, out of Sodom, God gave him one instruction. He said, whatever you do, now that I've freed you from this wicked place, don't look back. We as, as freedom-loving Americans who want to pass this, this, this experiment, this gift, onto other prosperity, okay, Target has shown us who they are. The Dodgers have shown us who they are. Mm-hmm. Don't look back. Find your recreation or your, or your wares in another place now. As opposed to protesting Target, you know, look at what you're doing. You're selling clothes to kids. If we as a body, like you said, if we become more organized, Greg, wouldn't it be beautiful that our silence is deafening? Yep. We need to, uh, an essential, if we're going to save the country, we must build our own. And we've started that with some alternative media, but that includes alternative, our own educate, our own entertainment. And there's some beginnings in there, our own businesses. Um, some things are easier, you know, you, you can avoid going to Disney. If you don't go to Disney and watch a Disney movie, that's okay. Other things it's harder to, because there's only a few phone companies around, um, who are all various degrees of leftist and, and woke. Same with big banks. So it's harder, in some things it's harder to find alternatives, but other ways it's, uh, you know, you know, go, go to Target, find something else, punish them, punish them economically for what they're doing. And uh, I think that that's an, if we're going to save the country, that's an essential um, strategy on our side and something that we can all do. It's entirely within our power where you spend your money and where you don't. Let's uh, take a break here and hear from uh, Ed Hoffman again of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, um, where we believe that, as uh, Theodore Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you got where you are. And we talked about in the last segment, economic warfare. One of the things we got is our wallets and purses and our remote controls for the television set. And we can control what we're watching or not watching, what we're buying and what we're not buying. And we should try to use exercise, support our support companies that support our values and support our country. Even when we make our buying and viewing decisions, uh, we're talking off the air about watching Fox News. The only thing I had watched on Fox News before they fired Tucker was Tucker. And now that he's gone, I have not watched any of Fox News either on clips or on actually on, on the broadcast with the cable since then. Now we encourage people to do likewise and find alternatives for their, for their information. But, but exactly. to go down that path is this week, Ron DeSantis, long expected, has announced that he's running for president in a surprisingly uh, crowded Republican field, including Nikki Haley. Uh, Tim Scott announced this week, um, you know, Asa Hutchinson, you know, but, you know, he's he he's my dark horse candidate. Asa, you know, I I, 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 th- I think he has a real chance. I don't know about you, about you, Kenny, but but seriously. Um, what do you think this Trump and Trump versus DeSantis? Is is that a good thing? Is 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 that who do you support 
if you if you if you have a if you have a preference and well, it, it's not so much that I have a preference. I have a I have a statement that I'd like to say to the people that was given to me to speak. Uh, as those of you who know the Southside Unicorn, I am not a pastor. I am not a deacon. I am a man who believes in Jesus Christ, who follows after him. I fellowship with the saints and I speak what I must because I know his voice. I am given this to speak, Greg, and it reads just like this. If Governor DeSantis runs against President Trump in earnest, he will not be successful in 2024. And as punishment, he will not be successful in 2028. I am agog of the Republican Party right now. If these were normal times, say 1970, and perhaps not even then, but if these were different times than we are in now, we could have the luxury of the sport of competition for the you know nomination. These are dire times. This is this is war, as AOC said about the impending uh, budget. She said the GOP needs to surrender. She used the term surrender. That's something you would use against your enemy. So if indeed we are in some, I guess, uh, far civil war or or cold civil war, I don't know, then we should not be doing this. President Trump is our choice. President Trump is my choice. I understand that. And certainly for, you know, notwithstanding massive opposition, we had the Durham report this week, which confirmed what we had really known for some time is that the FBI and CIA and the deep state first tried to sabotage his election in 2016. And failing that, they launched him to undermine and subvert him. I mean, these are, these are supposedly the guardians of the Republic, but they were actually undermining the Republic and saying, well, no, never, you voters don't get to choose who you want to be president. We know better. In uh, mm. the FBI and 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 the deep state and the CIA, um, and then of course then they did, they interfered again in 2020, and we'll see what they do, how they try to interfere in 2024. But notwithstanding this massive opposition, he was uh, hindered by Republicans, the Democrats, the media, the aforementioned deep state. He still accomplished a heck of a lot in those first three years. Now, 2020 was a funny year because you had, the, you had COVID and everything that happened there. And we're not going to spend the time to delve into. The, 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 I call it the COVID monkey wrench. All of all, you know, the, everything that was done, 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 done in that year. Um, so, yeah, you know, given the opposition that he had to overcome, I think he did, he did a remarkably good job. But does that mean that he's the best person to carry it forward? And I think we have to. I, th- I think I think we it's, the stakes are important enough, as we've talked about on this show, to really seriously look at who is the who is who's the best guy going forward. Um, and you know, my, my, I'm leaning Donald Trump, but I'm not necessarily locked into it. Yes, there are problems with it. Is he's going to be? He's already been indicted in this bogus New York case. Which is going to, which the judge, which the Democrat judge set for trial in March of 2024, right in the middle of, oh, of course he did, prime, of, of, of primary season. Of course, if, if the case makes it to trial in New York, a, a jury of Democrats will guarantee convict him. Um, the, there's a, there's a, there's a pending criminal investigation in Georgia, another bogus case. Uh, the, um, the feds are investigating him. They have the Jack Jack Smith, the uh, supposed independent counsel, and which is actually another Democrat partisan political hack, is looking into it. So you, you may have a candidate who is uh, either convicted or facing multiple criminal cases running for president. Is that fair? No. Does it recognize the is it the politicization of our justice system? Yes, it does. But that's where. Reality is, I mean, we have to, we have to, you have to deal with reality. On the other hand, who is Ron DeSantis? He, when he was in Congress, he wasn't MAGA America first. He's trying to play that role. Maybe that's genuine. Maybe it's not. He's supported by Jeb Bush. Well, that's, that's all you need to know. Yes. So, you know, is, is he, you know, Jeb Bush, maybe just be, they, they want to support him just because he'll undermine Donald Trump. So I don't know. It's, um, well, 
take nothing take nothing at face value in in politics. Um, so, but I, but I think he is. We should, on our side, we need to really seriously look at and consider who are who the best who our best candidate is going forward, and not necessarily. Well, Donald Trump's our guy. He was he he was cheated out of the 2020 election, which he was, of course. And then, well, we have to go with him. Well, I don't. I know. I, I think the cause is sufficient that we need to look at and choose the best guy or guy. There's one gal running, and she's definitely not the Nikki Haley is definitely not the best choice. But uh, you got about 45 seconds here, Kenny, if you want to. Uh, um, do you have any closing thoughts, either on this subject or any other? Well, my closing thoughts on, on the subject that we're on about Trump versus DeSantis. I'll pose this to the American people for you to chew on. We break down the doors of churches, synagogues, what have you, but we are people of faith. So I'm going to appeal to your faith. I'm not making any kindredness. I'm just making a point. Where would we be if Joshua had run against Moses to lead the people? I don't know. Good question. Good question. And unfortunately, I think this with Trump and DeSantis, because they differ so little, it's going to be divisive, personal, and I think it's going to hurt the prospects of whichever one of them gets the nomination. But that is all the time we have this week. Thanks, Kenny, for being on the show. And thanks for all the good things you do in service of the cause. And uh, turn in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, IE Radio. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com